Hey traders, in today's podcast, we're gonna talk about why getting rich slowly is preferred in comparison to getting rich quickly. And of course, how that relates to trading. Enjoy. anything you would do the opposite. I don't necessarily recommend doing that either. I don't think you want to trade more while you're losing just because I think that brings on, I think that psychologically, I think that's very difficult to do. Um, <laughs> doubling down as as you're falling off a cliff. Um, but that would be better than the alternative. Um, Austin says, maybe scale in like a prop firm. I like that, Austin. That's my go-to. If you hit a certain number, add some to your account. It will probably help with the psychology of bigger gains and losses. That is, uh, and it's funny you bring that up. I just shared this. It was an Instagram quote by Mr. Greystone, right? Some 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 trader guy out there, Jason Greystone. I don't know if you guys heard of him or not. Um, he had this cool quote that said this, and I believe in this 100%, um, not just in trading, but in life. It said, Getting rich slowly allows you to make sure that your psychology keeps up with the growth of your money. Does that make sense to you guys, what that means? I don't know if any of you guys have been through this before. Getting rich slowly allows you to make sure that your psychology keeps up with your growth of your money. Not to get too far off track, this is one of the main reasons we see so many people go broke in life, right? You 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 hear you hear numbers. I don't I don't know if this is the same and you guys can let me know if it's the same over um you know, on the other side of the world, but there is a very high percentage of like professional sports athletes here in the US. Um basketball, football mostly um that are basically broke. Is, is that the same in like European European uh, soccer or cricket? I don't know how much cricket players get, get paid. But there's a massive amount to get broke. And many of you guys are asking, right? Normal people are like, well, you got million dollar contracts. Like, how are you go Like, if you think about it like this, right? If, if, if you have a million dollars, you should never go broke, right? You should never go broke. If you simply invest a million dollars, right? Or in, invest a portion of it, you should make enough to never go broke ever right? Just, just off your return, right? So there, there's no excuse for going broke if you have a million dollars. These guys have multi-million dollar contracts, right? They're getting multi-million dollar signing bonuses, meaning up front. So how are they so poor with their money? And we know there's an issue across, globally with personal finance, right? We know there's a massive issue, but um, one of one is they don't know how to use their money. Two is you know they got they got many people with their hands out. I did see that thirty for thirty. Ugh. So many people with their hands out. Three, they've got scammy people out there, people that they thought were friends, or everyone's coming up saying, "Hey, I got this awesome investment idea," and they don't know if it's good or bad. They just you know you get sold on on stuff like that and you lose it. But a lot of it is that they didn't get rich slowly. Right, they got rich very, very quickly. They went from a lot of these professional athletes 
went from being super poor, especially here in the U.S. where you have the college system. And, and, and I know in, in, in other sports and uh, you know, overseas, and you probably don't get paid much, but you can be a part of a club at like 16 years old, right? Um, again, I don't, I don't know what you get paid, if anything, in those lower leagues, but you know, it's probably a similar situation. Um, you go from having nothing to making it, and all of a sudden you miss kind of that middle ground of like slowly working up your wealth. You go from poor to rich right away. And you don't know what to do. You just have an abundance of money. You're young in most cases, so you probably think it's never going to go away. And you just do dumb things with it. Right? Psychologically, you can't handle it. You, you, you don't know because you're not used to it. You're, you're in uncharted territory. You're somewhere that you've never been. You don't have any experience and, and you typically make a lot of mistakes. Right? This was, and I, I'm pretty good with personal finance. This was, I didn't make any massive mistakes, but I, I saw this firsthand. Um, luckily, I had good mentorship who told me not to do anything dumb with it. But when I first got, when, when, you know, when trading first started becoming successful for me, and I started seeing more money than I ever did in my life, right? I started getting a little bit loose with my finances, right? Many of you guys are probably asking, we we're talking about the baby bells in the, in the Milky Ways earlier today. And you're like, well, kill $5 a day. Like, that's not a big deal at all, right? You got it, right? Well, just because you got it doesn't mean you need to spend it. And making that jump from going from having very little to a lot and making some dumb spending decisions, um, something that I always do is I always try to stick to my frugal roots, right? I always try to stick to my frugal roots where I don't look at, I don't look at purchases as, as far as like, Hey, can I afford it? It's do I need it or how much do I want it? Stuff like that. Um, but I can imagine the difficulties that other people are going through. So that's, this can be the same thing in, in building your account size too fast. If you go from a very small account, then all of a sudden you flood massive amounts of money in. Psychologically, that's going to make a difference, right? It, it's one thing to go from demo trading to live trading. That's hard. It's one thing to go from live trading with a small account to trading a big account, Right? Think about it like this, and, and I know we preach process over outcomes, so you're not looking at the money, but in all honesty, right, we look at the money, right? When we see it, when we see a, a, a position on, we know exactly how much each, each pip or each tick costs, right? You guys like that too? We don't want to focus on it, but we know, right? We see the, some of you even have the little P&L thing where it actually shows the money amount. Yeah, we know. There's a big difference from trading what... Um, a mini lot, one mini lot, let's say, where it's $1 per pip. You've got a, let's say you got a 50 pip stop loss on. You're $1 per pip. There's a big difference from going from $1 a pip, right, to a standard lot where it's $10 per pip, right? You've 10x your risk, you've 10x your reward as well. But it's a massive difference, right? When I managed money, I went from going from like, I think my, before I was managing money, I had a little bit, a little bit of money. I think I was trading like two minis, maybe four minis, I think. Four minis per, per, uh, per contract, right? And I went from trading four minis to basically like three standard lots. 
somewhere around there, depending on the the, the trade, it, it, it varied. Um, but somewhere around, so anywhere between two and four standard lots, I was trading per per uh, per trade. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, each time this thing ticks down, poof, oh, there's forty dollars. There's forty dollars. There's for like, it it was it was it was very tough. And of course, you're looking at your stop loss, which is you know, fifty pips away. And you're like, oh man, this ugh, that oh right. That's very tough to do. Easier if you slowly build your way up. Instead of jumping from one mini to four standards, if you go from one mini, two mini, four mini, six mini, eight mini, one standard, 1.5, something like that, it, you're, you're kind of dipping your toe into the water, right? You're easing yourself in. You're, your body's getting used to the, the cold pool water. And you can adapt and adjust a little bit better psychologically. So that's where the concept of treating treating your your account like a prop firm comes in handy, or even the dollar cost averaging idea, where instead of adding it all at once, you know that hey, I have this much that I want to start with. Every month, I'm going to add this amount, or every quarter, I'm going to add this amount. Or you can make it performance based, where hey, if I have three months of good trading, not necessarily profitable trading, but good trading where you, you feel good, you, you met your rules and, and all that stuff, then I'm going to add this amount. And you, you set up a big picture plan where it's like, hey, by the end of year two, I'm going to have my full allotment of, of capital to trade. I think that's a, a very good idea. Um, Hey guys, thank you as always for checking out the show. Remember, head over to www.tier1trading.com. We got all types of cool stuff over there for you. Free webinars, trial memberships. Check it out, www.tier1trading.com.